Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store. Better strap yourself in. It's time for the Howie Car Show. Now, the, the concept isn't necessarily all too new, but, you know, part of the reason it maybe faces criticism early on is people, it's hard for them to get past the initial idea of it. Toilet to tap, so to speak. Um, that smell. Oh, that would be me. I've been swimming in raw sewage. I love it. Live from the Matthews Brothers Studios. Where does immigration fall on President Biden's to-do list? Wow. That's still going on? I will claw your tiny nose off. It's on the list. Bush, I'm a subscriber. I'm a frustrated architect. I don't see architecture coming from you. I've spent more time with the Chinese leader than any other head of state. And he asked me, he said, can I define America? I said, yes, I can. In one word, and I mean it. Architecture. Hey, just like you pretend to be. And that's why John Meacham helped my brother pick out those five portraits up there. It's pretty cool. Rump swabs, hacks, and moon bats beware. It's... Howie Carr. Welcome back to the Howie Carr Show. I'm Taylor Cormier, filling in for Howie Carr. And yes, today's show is live. It is December 26th, 2023. And uh, we've had just a few people asking if we are live today. And yes, we are. Howie's got the day off. He's got the next couple of weeks off. So uh, we will not be live for New Year's Day. We'll be running best of segments on New Year's Day. That is next Monday. But... Other than that, it's a regularly scheduled programming with uh, some different hosts here and there. But uh, we are live. 844-500-4242. Talking about the poll question, uh, 617 says, I take my tree down after New Year's. I love the lights too much. Also hate a real tree in the house. We do put a real one on the front porch. Now, we, uh, th- I think there's a distinction between the tree and the outdoor lights. I don't think the outdoor lights have to come down immediately. I th- feel those are more of a winter decoration, and they look nice against the snow. So I'll keep up those lights for a couple months until it's safe again to get up on the roof and take them down in a calm and orderly fashion. No. <laughs> 919 says, is this how the rest of the week is going to go? Everything is an argument? How interesting would talk radio be if nothing was an argument? That's my question. (laughs) See, now I'm arguing. I'm arguing with that that question. (laughs) I see your point, and I don't think it's valid. 844-542-42. John, you're next on the Howie Car Show. Go ahead, John. Hey, uh, Taylor. Merry Christmas plus one. Um, thank you. Uh, thank you for all the good uh, work you do. Okay, Emma and uh, everybody. Okay? We appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah. Listen, I wanted to get back to Emma's uh, uh, explanation of epiphany and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. She is actually spot on. She's really good. I'm a, I'm a practicing, believing Catholic, and uh, it really isn't as complicated as doing your taxes. <laughs> well, I mean, I I was not raised Catholic. I'm not currently Catholic. Okay. Um, so I've, you know, a lot of these things I've I've never heard of. I'm I'm a stranger in a strange land when I go to a, a funeral mass. So I've got to be told what I to do know. and what to say. But but you know what? The good Lord loves you anyway, and uh, and you know I'm sure that the dearly departed are appreciative of your uh, presence at the 
at the funeral mass. But be that as it may, getting back to the poll question as far as when people take down their tree, I was a little surprised to see that a lot of people take them down between the tree, I guess, between Christmas and New Year's. It's about half. half of the, It's been like 47, 48 percent all afternoon. No, we leave ours up as long as we can. Um, Martin Luther King Day, maybe? <laughs> wow, why? Uh, we have a live tree, too. We cut it down, just like Clark Griswold. Okay? Wow. And, um, and as long as it's, it's alive and it's not, you know, a fire hazard or anything, I put too much work into this. <laughs> Everything is perfect. All the lights are distributed. Colors are good and da-da-da-da. Uh, I put all this work into it. I'm not taking it down in two weeks. <laughs> you know, that's that's not a terrible point, John, especially if you're chopping it down yourself. Sure, I, I can see that. But, you know, a lot of us, I, I don't know what size house you have, but I don't, I've don't. i just got a basic ranch-style home, and, uh, you know, we have limited space with, with two kids, and the tree takes up some, some decent real estate. So it's it'll be nice to have that room back. Not that it was doing anything else. I, I mean... We had that space taken up by other furniture, but a little more, um, a little more uh, useful than than just a tree. Eight four four five hundred forty two forty two. Thanks for the call, Christine. You're next on the Howie Car Show. Go ahead, Christine. Hi, season greetings, Taylor. Um, my point is, um, didn't the Colorado governor see that creepy White House Christmas video and think he could have done a lot better because his videos? just as bad as that one. Uh, yeah, I did see the creep. You're talking about the one where they're all tap dancing? Yeah, and, and why Why is everything with the left about diversity, equity, inclusion? You don't need to make Christmas DEI stuff. Well, I, no, you don't. Um, it, it's just a strange pandering message once again to the illegal aliens that are coming into Colorado. Again, and I'll stress it illegally, uh, they, they've broken into this country and now they're coming up to, um, to the Denver area and taking up residence there. And he just wants to, I mean, it's, it's just a celebration of the destruction of democracy as, as I see it. And, and Colorado seems to be on the forefront of this. As, as I was saying in the last hour, Christine, they, they did something extremely dramatic last week. The Colorado Supreme Court ruling in a four to three decision that Trump cannot be a valid candidate on the ballot for a primary or the, the general. So they, well, for the primary. So they, they're, they want to take him off, but they're staying that decision until after the ballot's finalized anyway, so it really doesn't matter what they say. And, and even then, the U.S. Supreme Court, because other states are also considering similar measures, they're going to take up this, um, this case and have a final say on whether or not they can do that, because there's no legal predicate for it. He hasn't been convicted of anything. There's, there's been nothing in relation to January 6th to say that Donald Trump is guilty and therefore of, of a federal crime and therefore ineligible uh, to, um, to appear on the ballot, as, as far, I believe it's the 14th Amendment that they're, they're citing uh, in that regard. So it, it just doesn't make sense. It's, it's, it's stupid. But they're, they've taken that step, and now Colorado, to ensure that democracy dies a swift, painful death, uh, in light of that decision, they are bringing in more illegals, future voters on the Democrats' behalf, 
to come in, get on the the illegal welfare that they're going to be obtaining, uh, to vote Democrat, to get licenses, to to take up housing, to take up all these benefits that that are meant for Americans who are down on their luck, and continue to bankrupt us and continue to make everything that much more illegitimate as far as due process is concerned, as far as elections are concerned. Um, you, you don't hear about uh, a lot of this stuff. So it's it's just Colorado celebrating that democracy is dying the death that they want it to die. Thanks for very much for the call, Christine. 844-500-4242-617. It's also nice to put the tree out in the snow in the backyard. None this year, I know. The furry friends appreciate it. It attracts it. Well, I've got chickens in the backyard. They they might like the tree. I don't know if they maybe maybe we'll give the chickens the Christmas tree. I don't know if they'd like it or if if they can eat it. I have no idea. Do chickens eat Christmas trees? I usually let it dry out, then I burn it in the spring. That's that's what I do with my tree. Tyrone, you're next on the Howie Car Show. Go ahead, Tyrone. Yes. Good evening. Uh, on the side note. He hasn't been charged with a crime, let alone convicted of a right, crime. This right, is, This is this is obscure thinking. This is obscure. It's totally obscure. Hey, uh, regarding the global warming deal, you know, with all the wars going on, and even Saint Zelensky said that the uh, the Nord Stream, you know, that global warming was a very big issue. Of course, the, the Nord Stream pipeline and all the artillery going off and all the gas that's used for these these vehicles of war. I, I guess global warming is not really a, a major concern, is it? No, it's not, and and that's that's a very well pointed uh, argument, Tyrone. In fact, war is the the number one generator of of carbon emissions uh, when when you're talking about historic events. Uh, yeah, especially in the uh, in the days uh, post industrialization when we had you know these non efficient tanks. I'm not you know I'm not sure our tanks right now are very efficient, but. All of this this firepower and all of the production that's required to get things up and running and to maintain them yeah it's it's not uh it's not very eco friendly whatsoever Tyrone you would think that uh, you know all of these these tree hugging liberals would want to see these wars end you know and and see future lives saved as they would say in the billions and sake the Forsake the few uh, hundred thousands in in the Ukraine, and spare the billions in the future in the name of climate change because they're just contributing right now. The Russians and the Ukrainians uh, trying to defend themselves, if that is indeed the case of what's going on here, they're they're just furthering our collective demise, Tyrone. Right? I think it's orchestrated. It has to be. It's either population control. I didn't think it happened in my lifetime. But but there's a possibility. Less people, less gas used, less less utilities used. Everyone goes along with what they have to live with. They have technology. They can replace people. The borders. Should, oh, I mean, it's already. I, you're you're seeing it in your lifetime, and you're seeing it right now. We had a, a, a headline on Woker Joke last week, the game that we play on on the Grace Curley show on Thursdays, and the headline was uh, something to do with it. a new study shows that. Uh, humans are just breathing are contributing to carbon emissions and are, are we're polluters just because we exist. That's, that's how they want you to think. They want you to think that your fellow man is disposable and they're just a contributing factor to your demise. That's, I, I mean, 
you can't get any more depopulation mindset than that by by saying that your neighbor is free to depart from this earth to spare other lives and that's the only that's that's the only justification they need 8445004242 as the left ramps up their efforts to abort babies we need to ramp up our efforts to save babies i can't stress this enough and because of our partnership with preborn an organization dedicated to saving the lives of the unborn we can do just that every day preborn's network of clinics rescues 200 babies as they compete head to head with the abortion giants You see, they offer a mother considering ending the life of her child a free ultrasound. Once she sees her baby and hears the heartbeat, her baby's chance at life is doubled. And we had the uh, the president and founder of uh, Preborn on for our charity hour last week, and he told some some great stories of of mothers whose lives were changed because they were considering killing their children. But they were just in the waiting room, and they heard the heartbeats of other expectant mothers ultrasounds through the walls and they broke down in the waiting rooms crying because they realized that yeah their baby has a heartbeat as well and uh, it's a life worth saving and a life worth living well now through a match your tax deductible gift is doubled because preborn supports both mothers and babies with diapers car seats counseling and more for up to two years you're offering double blessings Now's the time to put your year-end write-offs to work. Please, double down today. Dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, keyword baby, or go to preborn.com slash Howie. That's preborn.com slash Howie. Preborn has a 100% charity rating. I'm Taylor Cormier, and this is The Howie Car Show. The Howie Car Show returns after this. The Howie Car Show is back. Today's poll question is brought to you by Preborn. The miracle of life is a gift that every baby deserves because every life is precious. That's why we've partnered with Preborn Pregnancy Network to help rescue babies through donations from listeners like you. Any amount will help. All gifts are tax deductible and 100% of your donation will go to saving babies. Please join us. To donate securely, go to preborn.com slash Howie. That's preborn.com slash Howie. Matt, what is today's poll question, and what are the results thus far? When do you take down your Christmas tree? It's already down. Sometime between Christmas Day and New Year's Day. I leave it up well into the new year. Uh, Sometime between Christmas Day and New Year's Day. Uh, sometime between Christmas Day and New Year's Day has 46%, followed by I leave it up well into the new year at 39%. And so how many for the first option? They It's already down? 15%. That's a special breed of people that day's done, morning has come, and they, or at least uh, 24 hours later. Within the next 24 hours, they've disposed of the Christmas tree. They must not have kids. Oh, God, no. And they may have pets. I definitely don't think they host because usually if you host like Christmas, you're usually a little tired. You leave it up the rest of the next day. Yeah, true. And it may be a quick takedown, too. They might have fake trees. So 
I don't know. 844-500-4242. Michael, you're next on the Howie Car Show. Go ahead, Michael. Hi, Taylor. Thank you for having me. Sure. Uh, just a uh, brief observation as we, uh, you know, try to get to the zero emissions and uh, all this, uh, ironically, they call it the Green New Deal and uh, no carbons and all that. So we get to euphoria. And ironically, the Green New Deal, what happens uh, then to our tree life and plant life and everything that is around us? You got me. I, I mean, it's we have, what, symbiotic relationships, right? Where, you know, there's, there's I'm not a biologist by any stretch of the imagination, but, you know, there are species on this earth that depend on certain emissions, and there are others that reciprocate and depend on their emissions. So it seems to have been working out just fine so far, Michael. Yeah, it's the circle of life, but once we get to no emissions... Then what? Well, I mean, it's, I don't think that anything has been dependent on emissions from vehicles. I, I, I don't know anything that's benefited from the emissions of vehicles. Not that there's much that we can do about it, except to clean up those, those emissions as best we can while, while maintaining an efficiency to our, our daily lives and, and the luxury that vehicles bring. Um, but as far as what I was citing earlier, the studies showing that um, uh, not Americans, but just people in general contribute to carbon emissions with their breathing or other gaseous exports. They um, they're they're painting the picture that that humans are part of the problem. Just existing is part of the problem. So when you get down to that mentality, and you've gone through all of this uh, rigmarole of of having you know carbon neutral stuff by the year twenty thirty five, and no new uh, internal combustion engines by 2035 and going all, all electric and, and vehicles and, and, you know, getting rid of gas stoves. Once you've gone through all that and made all the changes that you can feasibly make and still see that, hey, we're, uh, we're still on track to, to be dead in 12 years unless we do something else. Well, that's when you start looking at your, your fellow man and, and saying, well, they're the problem. And you start picking apart, well, who is more disposable? That's when you start seeing this division into classes and and who is able to uh, I mean you get this kind of soylent green kind of post apocalyptic uh, post apocalyptic world and mentality I you know we uh, one of our other callers said he never thought he'd see it in his lifetime uh, frankly I'm surprised by that I I've grown up in a in a world where you know I think anybody could have seen all of this coming getting it getting it down to this point where we've whittled down everything else that we could have and especially in the in the smartphone technology we're 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 so desensitized to each other that we don't value each other's lives anymore i mean you see that out in the streets and in videos every day people just walking up to homeless people or, or even just casual civilians that are just walking throughout their day and, and they they're getting shot in the head just for the fun of it, it's it's a sickness, uh, but that's where we are today as as a society, and it, that's just not an American problem. That's that's throughout the world, but there's a whole lot that that has changed in the past thirty years, and it's getting progressively worse. Eight four four five hundred forty two forty two. I'm Taylor Cormier, and this is the Howie Car Show.
live from the Matthews Brothers Studios. Welcome back to the Howie Car Show, 844-500-4242. Oh, my goodness. A lot of sound that I haven't gotten to today yet. And there is some sound. I'm, I'm trying to figure out what Tucker Carlson is doing. And it's basically whatever the hell he wants. I mean, he's got the the Tucker on X show where I think he puts out somewhat regularly a a new episode varying from when he started out. It used to be like a 12 minute, 13 minute kind of uh, monologue, but it's developed into long form interviews, which which are very interesting. I was watching uh, him with Kid Rock and the golfer John Daly earlier today, and he's he's got a new one that uh, came out over the. over the weekend that we'll get into in just a little bit. And this one has me scratching my head, but it's basically anything that pops into Tucker's mind, I think, is is what he does. And that's uh, there's a beauty to that. He is completely free to do what he wants. And I think he's really testing the waters of how far he can push the envelope and maybe even bring people back from cancellation, I think, is is part of what he's trying to do. He's he's becoming the savior of the canceled, or at least uh, trying to be the savior of the canceled. We'll we'll see what goes on, but I'll play some sound for you in just a bit. It's quite bizarre. But first, David, you're next on the Howie Car Show. Go ahead, David. Hey, yeah, thanks for taking my call. Sure. Uh, I, I just wanted to give you something to think about here. I Nathan Yahoo is cleaning Gaza from the north to the south. When he's done, he's going to have to repopulate it. I'm wondering how many Christians would be willing to move from the United States to Gaza and work in Israel or in Gaza to rebuild it and be kind of a buffer between the Arab countries and uh, the... uh, I worked over there five years, and they wouldn't renew my work visa because I was a Christian and I wouldn't accept Judaism. Hmm. But I would go back in a minute if, you know, if they would allow me and live in Gaza and uh, I know quite a few people there. Uh, that's, I mean, that's that's very interesting. To, I, I don't know of too many people that would want to put their lives at risk and, and live in that part of the world to begin with. I, I mean, you don't have to specify a certain region for me, but you, you just say, hey, do you want to live in, in, in the Middle East somewhere? Uh, the answer is no. I really don't care where it is. I'm I'm good. I like where I live. I love where I live. New England. It's fantastic. There's no place like it in the world. 844-500-4242. Susie, you're next on the Howie Car Show. Go ahead, Susie. <clears throat> Hi. Uh, a, a change of pace back to Christmas trees. I have a different view, from, from, but it's similar to the fellow who called and said he keeps it up as long as he can because it's beautiful, and he worked hard to get it there. And I agree, and I always took terrific care of my trees and mm-hmm. kept them up through January because January is sort of a gloomy month with nothing going on, and I love seeing the tree. And But the last time I did that, I noticed at the end of January that it had little green tips on the branches. So it was trying to live, but it couldn't live because its roots were cut off. Right. And I, this made me unhappy. And I decided that if I get another tree, it's going to be artificial, which I had always not considered at all. And now I, I never did get another tree. But not even, not even a get, fake one? 
Not even a fake one, no. Well, also, I was getting older, and the, and the living room was getting more crowded. You sure. Know, every year, there's less and less space for the tree as you buy another piece of furniture or whatever, a chair. So that, that factored into it. Um, but that, that's a definite no for me, a live tree now. I, I don't like that they kill trees to make wreaths either. Because but, you know, they, they're not trees. just going out there killing innocent trees. These trees are raised to be killed. Yeah, they're innocent trees. <laughs> but, you know, the, those, the artificial trees and the artificial wreaths are made with fossil fuels. And nobody has, you know, the people who are going to take fossil fuels away from us haven't explained yet what they're going to do about artificial Christmas trees and artificial wreaths. There's a lot of explanations that they haven't come to the table with as as far as how they're going to reconcile uh, people's creature comforts. And the short story is they're not going to. They don't care. They will keep their creature comforts because you can already see it, Susie. They're the ones that preach the uh, the gospel of consolidation and staying in a certain area and, and minding your carbon credit usage. But these are the same people that are flying to these massive conventions on private jets, and they're not consolidating those trips. And they fly to—they uh, they take their yachts. They have the most luxurious items that, that take the most fossil fuels to operate. They're, they're just complete hypocrites. So— I wouldn't worry about it, Susie. Go, go fake tree, go real tree, whatever you want. Uh, you're never going to appease them because you exist and you're in the way and you're, you're around to uh, point out their hypocrisies. Thanks very much for the call, Susie. 844-500-4242. So Tucker Carlson, as I was saying, he's, he's putting out his, he's got his own website now where he's doing his own, he's interviewing whomever he wants. Like I said, I, it just seems to be people that fascinate him, like like what Joe Rogan has been doing for many years now, just people that pique his interest. He's got questions for them. Maybe they're newsworthy. Maybe they're not. But he thinks he can create interesting subject matter out of a, a conversation with them. So it seems to me that's what Tucker Carlson is doing, and he's starting off with people that fascinate him and maybe people that have had similar experiences to him as in as far as getting canceled. Now, it's strange, though, that he decided to land on this one person. This is Christmas Eve. He put out this video um, basically talking about the election cycle, the presidential election cycle. He hit on a few topics of of cancellation and of uh, just the the climate of living in America these days as a quote-unquote celebrity or somebody with with a platform that can be taken away from you very quickly if you say and or do the wrong thing. But he had on to talk about this, Kevin Spacey. Now, Kevin Spacey is... I think a, a liberal's liberal is been running in those circles for eons. Uh, I mean, this guy comes from almost old world Hollywood, old school Hollywood, where he was palling around with people like like Jack Lemon and uh, a lot of these these older school actors, and really uh, basked in that and, and carried tried to carry on their their tradition, but was caught being a pervert 
or was accused there of being a pervert by multiple people. Uh, it wasn't just the one on Martha's, was it Martha's Vineyard or Nantucket? I believe it was Martha's Vineyard, um, a little, little restaurant down there where he was accused of getting a busboy or a waiter drunk. And, well, I'll just leave it at that. Um, it was Nantucket. Okay. I get the, I don't, I don't go to either one all that often. So I get him confused, but there was, um, and there were stories of Hollywood parties that where he would, uh, uh, drug people and, and have his way with men. And there were multiple accusers and he was summarily thrown off of his hit Netflix show. when all of these accusations came forward, the house of cards. Now, if you remember back just a few years ago, this happened four or five years ago. Um, Kevin Spacey came out on Christmas Eve and put out a video. And it was very strange because it was Kevin Spacey in the video, but he was playing his character, Frank Underwood, from the House of Cards show. And he would speak with that somewhat southern drawl and be very foreboding with what he was saying. This is what he said on that Christmas Eve. This is 2019. Kevin Spacey, after he had been canceled, cut 14. The next time someone does something you don't like, you can go on the attack, but you can also hold your fire and do the unexpected. You can kill them with kindness. We didn't throw in that sound effect. That was him. That was completely Kevin. Then there were several years where he was doing this, and it was kind of a creepy thing where I was starting to expect, like every Christmas Eve, I was expecting a Kevin Spacey, a Frank Underwood video of him just being a little creepy and saying this foreboding message that he was coming back and he was going to kill him with kindness. Well, lo and behold, he reappears. (laughs) <laughs> this year, with, of all people, Tucker Carlson in a seven-minute interview where he reprises his, reprises, reprises, he reprises his role again as Frank Underwood. Now, Tucker, he doesn't introduce him as Frank Underwood or Kevin Spacey. He just says, this is somebody you recognize. And Kevin Spacey sits there and speaks in his Frank Underwood voice and speaks as this washed up, canceled politician, I suppose. And he's asked about uh, this is the, the tail end of the seven minute video. This is less than a minute, this cut. But I just wanted to, to pull the sound um, for you to hear it, because I, I think it's very interesting what I think Tucker is trying to do here. And he's testing the waters as, as how far he can push this envelope. This is Kevin Spacey as Frank Underwood with Tucker Carlson. Cut 13. So I wasn't surprised when Mike, a little too pensive, jumped out right away. I wasn't either. But what about the candidates who are still in? Well, I like Vivek, Drain the Ramaswamy, and uh, Nikki Haley is tough. She's no doubt learned a thing or two by watching me. But I think in the end, we need someone in the White House who's not afraid like me, not afraid to push our country 
or a journalist in the right direction if it comes to that. I sure appreciate your coming on. It was great to see you. Thank you. Well, thank you, Tucker. I only showed up because I was told I would get to be on X. Not the drug, not the platform. I was curious as to what Tucker on X might be like. I have never tried that. Well, you wouldn't be the first guy to tell me you'd never tried that before. <laughs> Very strange for Kevin Spacey to be dro- joking about drug use when he's been accused. I mean, it's kind of like Bill Cosby going on with Tucker Carlson and joking about well, I, it would be like Bill Cosby going on Larry King and joking about Spanish Fly, which is something that he did, uh, and, and spiking people's drinks and, and getting them into a comatose uh, state of physicality. But it, very, very weird stuff from Kevin Spacey and, and very strange of Tucker Carlson to be featuring him on the show. Like I said, I think this is him seeing if he can bring somebody back from cancellation. Um, by the way, the... Uh, pushing a journal a journalist in the right direction was a reference to the show where Frank Underwood the character that eventually becomes president in the show uh, I believe in the end of season 2 uh, there's a journalist who finds out some unsorted things about Frank Underwood and is blackmailing him he arranges to meet her in a subway station and uh, pushes her in front of the train but very very strange stuff from Kevin Spacey and, and weird of weird of Tucker to have him on, though he seemed genuinely in, enthused by the appearance. But uh, Kevin Spacey seems to be stuck in this um, this little world of his. There was a movie that came out uh, many years ago, starring Jim Carrey. And I know when I say many years ago, you probably think, "Oh, he's going to speak about what a Charlton Heston movie?" No, Jim Carrey. But he did a biopic of Andy Kaufman. It was called Man on the Moon. And Jim Carrey dove so deep into the character of Andy Kaufman that he only acted like Andy Kaufman for months after the, uh, the movie was done filming. He got so deep and so crazed by that character and got into his head so much that he continued making appearances as Andy Kaufman, and he would not let up on the joke. Um seems like that's where Kevin Spacey has ended up. He thinks he is Frank Underwood. 844-500-4242. We'll be right back. I'm Taylor Cormier, and this is The Howie Carr Show. He's Howie Carr, and he's back. You know, we didn't talk at all about Harvard today and Claudine Gay and the latest there. Um, But it's really, you almost can't blame Claudine Gay for for rising to the level that she has risen to. Of course, I mean, she's experiencing a tremendous downfall without actually losing her title just yet as the, uh, the president of Harvard University. But you... She has worked the system much like Elizabeth Warren worked the system and and became the the first Native American uh, professor at Harvard. Same way Claudine Gay has become the president at Harvard University because she played the system to her advantage. And I don't think she the blame can't really go primarily and solely to just her. 
it goes to, I think, a lot of the environment that is around Harvard University, a lot of what our post-secondary education has become in this country. It has been just a, really a paper mill, and uh, it's more of a who-you-know-not-what-you-know kind of environment, and people are afraid to ask questions. There's a new report, a new uh, story that is coming out saying, embattled Harvard President Claudine Gay would not share research when academics questioned data in a 2001 Stanford paper. Um, she wrote this paper called The Effect of Black Congressional Representation on Political Participation. And when it was being peer-reviewed, they found what you call logical inconsistencies in her work. Now, when she was confronted and asked by some of these peers and asked to see if, uh, well, to see her research on, on what led her to these conclusions, which I won't get into because they're not really important and they're not hers anyway, so it doesn't matter. Uh, she failed to provide her research. She would not show her data set to us, say one of the peers, um, the peer told the New York Post today that he and one of his other peers have published multiple reports between 2000 and 2004 looking into how researchers used what Gay was talking about in her study, in her paper, and what types of results it can produce. Again, it's not important what the paper was about or what the, uh, the research showed because it wasn't her own. But she would not produce, she would not show her work, which is... So important when you're dealing with school-related subjects. You've got to show your work. I don't think she's long for this position. See you tomorrow. This is The Howie Carr Show.